0: What is up, my lovely people, and welcome to the first ever episode of The Synopsis. I'm your host, B taze Here at The Synopsis, we provide commentary on your favorite movies, TV shows, characters. Uh, I think the name's pretty self-explanatory. I've been wanting to start this podcast for over the past year. I noticed that since I like to talk my friends ear off about shows and movies, why not just talking to the mic, right? Um, today's episode, first ever episode, will be covering upcoming blockbusters for summer two thousand twenty three. Um, these high budget films that I've listed are my most anticipated blockbusters of the summer. I have seven films listed, so we're just gonna go in chronological order here. Some quick facts about me, before we get started. I am 23 years old. Um, I am a Michigander, Michigan born and raised. My favorite movie, it depends on the day. Like right now, I'll tell you my favorite movie is Whiplash. Tomorrow, I might tell you my favorite movie is Mad Max Fury Road, it just depends on the day. I just love cinema. just the layers and as well as just the mere entertainment of it all. So we're just going to get straight into it. At number one, we're going to go guardians of the galaxy volume three, which actually comes out May 5th. So this Friday, this is the last film in the guardians trilogy written and directed by One of the best filmmakers out in Hollywood right now, Mr. James Gunn, starring the usual Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Karen Gillan. The premise, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of The Guardians if not successful. The first two Guardians movies, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Particularly Guardians 1, that is one of my favorite MCU films. I remember being skeptical of it, just because I didn't know the characters. Um, But I was, you know, proven wrong. The, just the humor, the cast... The story, I love everything about it. Guardians 2, I really like. I'm not as high on it as I was the first one. But I think it's honestly underrated. I don't hear many people talk about Guardians 2. It's a very heartwarming father-son story. But obviously, you know, it doesn't that relationship doesn't end in the best of ways, but I think it's a good story for Peter Quill. This one, judging on the trailers, it looks like we're in for uh, an emotional roller coaster. I've also been seeing some critics complain about the darker tone of this movie, you know, and that's contributing to negative reviews. I think it still has like a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. You know, not that that matters, but it's just interesting <laughs> that a main critique of the MCU is that you know it's too unserious you know and rightfully so some of the some of the films have very uneven tones especially phase 4 i was not a fan of i was i was not a fan of but we'll talk about that another time but i think as long as this movie hits on all the emotional beats i think that tone will be Justified, so I'm not sure how valid these these criticisms are um but I'm just excited for this primarily because like I said, I didn't like phase four right i I just feel like the story was collectively dragging there it was kind of aimless um but James Gunn always delivers. Um, I think this will be a very rocket centric story based on the trailers and based on what we know about the plots. Um, I think they come into contact with his family. So I think we're in for a very good or a great movie. This is the conclusion of the trilogy. So James Gunn is going to, going to put his heart and soul into this movie, you know? Um, yeah, so I will also be providing a review for that once I see it. I still have to re-watch one and two before I see it. I want to make sure that I'm very prepared, you know, as far as a story. And yeah, so let's go to the next one, though. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That comes out June 2nd. That is written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Collaham, directed by shameek miller hayley steinfeld and oscar isaac this is the follow-up to 2018's spider-man into the spider-verse which was a phenomenal film by the way just a a brilliant film the premise of this movie is miles morales catapults across the spider-verse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existing existence when heroes clash on how to handle a new threat Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. So, first off, when I watch the trailer, what struck me the most is just the animation. The animation in this movie and in the first one just, just looks incredible. Um, I also really enjoy Miles Morales as a character. He just feels very relatable. Um, And this story, you know, as I'm watching the trailer, it seems like he's going to be besieged by other Spider-Mans in a different dimension. You know, so right off the bat, that's very intriguing because I guess we've never had a Spider-Man film where he's, you know, really under attack or his image is really being scrutinized by um, other people collectively outside of, like, I guess in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the NYPD hated him. Um in Sam Raimi's original trilogy, it was primarily J. Jonah Jameson who was agrimonious towards him. But this looks like he's going to have to deal with um you know problems that we've never seen before in the Spider-Man film. And that's what I love about the Spider-Verse movies. You know, they take us to a different world. And it's very refreshing from not only a Spider-Man film perspective, but also from a superhero a superhero film perspective, because uh, we get different variations of Spider-Man and with different variations. You know, we have different personality quirks, different conflicts. So I'm excited for this. Um. I think that was gonna be my last time watching the trailer. I normally don't even like to watch trailers, really, but for the sake of this podcast, I thought it would be best if I did, but I'm very excited for this. Spider-Man might be my favorite superhero. I flip-flop between Spider-Man and Batman. I grew up a huge Spider-Man film. As I got older, I started liking Batman more. Oh, it's really, it's awesome, right? I think Batman, films are better you know but that's for another day but I also really love Spider-Man so I'm excited for this and also this movie seems very intense you know like I think it'll be more intense or more dark I suppose than the first one and then this movie will also be followed by a trilogy um, or a third film that releases next year so I think this will have some setup in there too, but hopefully it doesn't detract from the story, which I'm sure it won't, but I'm excited for that. And then we get another comic book movie, which is The Flash that releases June 16th, written by Christina Hodson and Joby Harold. This is directed by Andy Muschietti. And this revolves around Barry Allen using his super speed to change the past. But his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life to save the future. I know some of you have probably seen the Flashpoint animated film. It came out years ago. Uh, That's my favorite DC animated film. I have not been a big fan of the DC product over the past several years. When did The Flash? The Flash first appeared in... Batman or Superman and no, was he in? yeah, he was in there, he made that cameo. And I will never watch that movie again. So I'm I'm not really a big fan of the DC um you know filmography. However, James Gunn, you know, the aforementioned Guardians director, you know, as we all know, he's taken over and he's the head of the DCEU, the uh, DC Extended Universe. So I have hope now. And. This film will be the 13th installment. But it's going to. Erase the timeline. So that the filmography can start from scratch. And I think that's. I think that's the correct move. On James Gunn part. I think we need just. You know a complete makeover. Of this franchise. Um, but. Regarding this movie, you know, I'm hearing great things. Obviously, you don't want to buy too much into the pre-hype. You know, they said Thor Love and Thunder was a fantastic movie, and I did not like that movie one bit. So, I mean, we'll see about that. But this movie actually looks phenomenal. I'm excited, particularly for the cameos from Ben Affleck and Michael Keating, especially Ben Affleck. Apparently, he says that this cameo only lasts for about five minutes, but he says that this was the first time where he truly knew how to play Batman. I, you know, I don't mind his performance in Batman vs. Superman. It is a bit bizarre that he was shooting guns, but I digress. Uh, um, I don't like the movie, but I don't mind his performance. You know, I think some elements of his performance... Uh, were very intriguing. I think he has that, that uh, brooding demeanor to him that works well. I'm talking about Ben Affleck a lot, but let me talk about Ezra Miller for a second. Um, You know, as we all know, they have been embroiled in just a myriad of controversy the past couple of years. Um, you know, so this very well could be Ezra Miller's last appearance as barry allen apparently dc doesn't know how to proceed after this movie but they didn't want to cancel it because the budget is about 200 million and that would be unprecedented right and apparently like i said apparently this movie is uh is very good so i'm very excited to see how they play with the different timelines and how they incorporate time travel i feel like in films you either nail tra- time travel or You know, it goes awry. But I think this movie, you know, will be good just because Ezra Miller is still standing for now. Um, Michael Shannon as General Zod, I am interested in seeing him return in this movie. You know, his last appearance was Man of Steel, which was released in 2013, so we haven't seen him in a decade. But I'm excited for that, I I think. Um, that you may be a formidable foe to bury, and just the flash has really cool powers you know plainly speaking um what else let's see yeah so i'm I think this would be a a good movie. I'm hoping this is a good movie i'm I'm really hoping this is a good movie because at this point I've kind of lost faith. In the DCEU. That was however. Regained. By. The signing of James Gunn. Um, So we're there man. But let's proceed. To Asteroid City. Wow. This comes out June 23rd. This is a Wes Anderson movie. You know one of the. One of the goats. Um, And also Roman coppola receives the writing credit on this movie and the premise is actually very interesting it reads the itinerary of a junior stargazer convention is spectacularly disrupted by world changing events so i mean that's kind of vague but it's also kind of eye-popping at the same time and this movie's cast is just star-studded i mean let me just read off a couple names this movie has Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Steve Carell. Like this movie's cast is, is incredible. William Defoe. Uh wow, Margot Robbie's in this movie. Was she in the trailer? Speaking of the trailer, though, the trailer was just a a very vibrant. Um you know, experience. And I'm not going to lie. I've only seen one Wes Anderson movie and that was fantastic. Mr. Fox. I saw it in class. A couple of my buddies are huge Wes Anderson guys. You know, I'm sure he's, from what I hear, I'm sure the rest of his movies are are brilliant, but I've only seen one Wes Anderson movie. So am I a fake Wes Anderson fan? Maybe. <laughs> but regardless of that, I think this movie looks fantastic. Like I said, the plot is kind of vague, but it seems like it's gonna be some, um, a comedic take on a cataclysmic event in a small town. Like I said, I just love the colors of this movie. You know, it's kinda, of, it exudes this, this orange, um, desert, desert-like vibe. It's set in the desert, actually. Uh, where is it shot? Production took place in Spain, okay? Wow. I think it's going to be a really good movie. Um, And like I said, Wes Anderson always delivers. I will have to go back to watch his catalog. This movie is also set in 1955. So I'm interested to see how he plays with that time period. That's an interesting time period to play with, especially if he's um, incorporating something like scientific that happens a scientific disaster i think that that'll be a great time period because i mean as you can tell the costume designs in the trailer um exude that time period and but i think this movie's main strength will probably be its cast because that cast is just like a couple of my favorite actors are featured in this movie um such as Steve Carell and Brian Cranston. So I'm excited for that. Once again, that releases on June 23rd. Let's go to July though. Let's go to July <laughs> and let's go to Barbie. That releases on July 21st. This is written by Noah Bombach and Greta Gerwig, directed by Greta Gerwig as well. And this is starring Margot Robbie. Ryan Gosling, and Ariana Greenblatt. Barbie, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm not even going to read the premise. Actually, I will read the premise. After being expelled from Barbie land from being a less than perfect doll, Barbie sets off to the real world to find true happiness. There we go. That's all we need to know. We all know the Barbie dolls, you know, that my sister was a, a huge Barbie fan growing up. Um, and this trailer was also very vibrant, you know, especially with the pink and I think that as far as acting, there may be some chemistry there with Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. She hasn't had, um, you know, a good track record over the past couple releases uh she was in amsterdam that bombed at the box office and she was also in um what is that one damien chazelle movie i cannot think of the name right now but she was in that movie and that also bombed at the box office i think she's a brilliant actress Let's figure out what was her last movie. Margot Robbie's last movie was Babylon. Babylon. My friends told me it was very good. You know, the reviews are mixed, but everyone I've talked to says it's a very good movie. So I'm gonna have to watch that for myself and see. I also really like Damien Chazelle. I mean, I mentioned like Whiplash was a, one of my favorite movies. So, but regarding Barbie, I think with this film, I think you really have to get the tone right. Right. I don't think I think you can lean more on comedy in this movie, but I don't think it can be overly comedic to the point where we're neglecting uh the you know, the vibrant set pieces that this film is set on. Um but I really don't have any doubts about this movie because the cast is great ryan gosling is a terrific actor um i'm just i don't know what type of scale it will be i don't know if this going to be a small scale uh contained adventure or we're going to enter you know another uh, a grand a grand dimension or a, a grand a grander level on this movie you know but i think regardless it's going to be entertaining, you know. And this is also followed by, or not even followed by, they release on the same dates Oppenheimer, my most anticipated film of the year, to be honest. July 21st. And this is a Christopher Nolan film. The Goats. Nah, not The Goat, but One of the Goats. This is my favorite director, director of the Dark Knight trilogy. Dunkirk, Interstellar, Inception. Oh my man, this dude is this dude is brilliant. His last movie was Tenet, and I really enjoyed Tenet, but it was definitely one of my least liked Nolan films. Um, I thought the story was a bit convoluted. I mean, you can say that about a couple of Nolan films, but I think this was kind of a, a self-indulgent story. But it was highly entertaining, and that's all I can ask for. Oppenheimer covers the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. I saw a Nolan quote the other day. He said that uh, Oppenheimer is one of the most, if not the most, important historical figure of our time. And from the trailers, you know, judging from the trailers. I think this movie will will have a lot of uh, common Nolan themes, such as time, right? Such as um, the exploration, exploration of a morality when it comes to a mission. Um, also, let's mention the cast here. Oppenheimer, our titular character, is played by Cillian Murphy, who I believe is one of the most underrated actors of our generation. So I have no worries about him. Emily Blunt is also in this movie. Matt Damon is in this movie. Of course, Michael Caine's in this movie. It can't be a Nolan film without a Michael Caine appearance. I actually looked up Michael Caine, Oppenheimer, just with no idea on whether or not he was in the movie and... What do you know? He's in the movie. Um this movie, I heard that there was some some very interesting ways that it was created. Um apparently, you know, you know, Nolan likes to go all out with his set pieces, like he crashed a real plane in tenant. So I think as far from a um speaking from a visual standpoint, I think this would be an explosive experience. I mean, we're dealing with an atomic bomb. Uh, I think that speaks for itself. How else would this movie turn out? I also think that this could turn out to very well be his best film. Um, knowing Christopher Nolan, I don't know him personally, but judging by his previous work, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that he did a plethora of research on this discussion, on this on Oppenheimer, um, and from what I've read about Oppenheimer, this was a very complex individual, and you know I can't wait to see how it's portrayed on film. Um, this film was shot. Oh, this film was shot in New Mexico. Some filming took place in New Jersey. Um, yeah, this is definitely my most anticipated film of the summer. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is also in this film. I'd be, um, negligent not to miss him, but Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. So, wow, this movie has everything going for it. The cast, the director the story i mean we're taking a historical figure and and placing him in a volcanic movie will i see first barbie or oppenheimer i'm seeing oppenheimer first i have to barbie will probably come the next day we'll see so yeah i'm excited for that let's go to the next movie though the next movie mission impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, starring movie star Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. We all know, we all know what he's going to do. Haley Atwell being Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson. Notably missing from the cast is Jeremy Renner. Apparently, Jeremy Renner was tied up with Marvel, so he won't be in this movie. It's, It's kind of disappointing. I think Jeremy Renner adds a, a, another layer to the Mission Impossible movies. But I think regardless, we're in for a treat. This is the sequel to Mission Impossible Fallout, which came out in 2018 in the seventh installment in the Mission Impossible film series. That's all we really know at this point. I believe uh, earlier last week, a 20 minutes car chase scene was shown to an audience somewhere uh, I may have been london or something but you know that's a scene that i'm highly anticipating tom cruise 20 minute car chase come on now tom cruise is just so diligent with his craft and it, it just astounds me every time i mean this dude does his own sets practically doesn't age um so to be honest i've only seen The last three Mission Impossible films. Right? Out of all the Mission Impossible films. Am I a bandwagon? I might be. I don't know. I think when I'm. You know I think I'm six years deep. So. I think I qualify as a real fan. But. I will have to go back and watch the old ones. Yes. So the 20 minute car chase scene premiered at CinemaCon last Thursday and it was shot in Rome it was shot in Rome and it was um shown in Las Vegas I'm not going to watch it I'm going to save going to save it for the film right um I really enjoyed the last one I've enjoyed every mission impossible film I've seen you know it's a paucity but I've enjoyed all of them and i'm excited for this one just based off the action this may be this film may feature the best action sequences of all the blockbuster films i have listed right here i mean let me look it over before i you know before i reaffirm that but i think no yeah i mean what more can we expect from tom cruise he's just a brilliant actor um, and yeah, I really don't have much else to say about that movie since we don't know much about it. I'm just expecting a very good movie. And then last but not least, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Ninja Mayhem, and our release is on August 4th, 2023. This is written by Seth Rogen, a comedic genius, Evan Goldberg and Jeff Rowe, directed by Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears. This is starring, Shaman Brown Jr., Micah Abbey, Nicholas Cantu, and Bradley Noon. However, though that's only the main cast. Like if we look at the rest of this cast, so the actors I just listed—that's the voice cast for the the Turtles. But for the rest of the cast, it, this is a another brilliant cl- um, I'm sorry, this is another brilliant cast. We have. Rose Byrne. John Cena. Jackie Chan. at Splinter. That's... That's gonna be good. Ice Cube. Ayo Edebri. And shout out to her, man. She's a... You know... Up and coming star. She was on The Bear. Uh, The Hulu show that debuted it... Uh, was that last year? Season 2 comes out this summer, by the way. She also um guest started on Abbott Elementary. Giancarlo Esposito, one of the finest actors working today, is also in this movie. As Baxter Stockman. Paul Rudd is in here. Wow. Post Malone. This this voice cast is this voice cast is noteworthy. As far as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I grew up watching the two thousand series. I was a big fan of that. I would go on YouTube on uh weekends in the morning and I would watch I would binge watch it and I think I stopped at around probably midway through the show I stopped I don't think I could find the other episodes but I loved it I wasn't a big fan of the the Nick series that premiered I think in like 2008 and then there was a movie that also came out along that time. I don't think I really liked that either. Um, yeah, the movie came out two thousand fourteen. I was not a fan of that movie. Wow. So I just want a high quality turtles film. And knowing Seth Rogen, I mean, at the beginning of the trailer, one of the slides says, um, I forgot what it says specifically, but it essentially says from Seth Rogen, the Forever Teen. You know, so I think since he's approaching it, like he always does, with a, a very um, childlike manner, I think that will be great for this movie because I think this movie needs to be um, not too serious. But I trust Seth Rogen to balance the tone of this movie well and the interplay amongst the Turtles um who's my favorite turtle Michelangelo. he's hilarious and he gets the job done that's all it takes so i'm excited for this i to be honest this may be the film i'm most skeptical about just because i haven't liked previous ninja turtle work you know previous depictions for real uh, as of recently but I think that Seth Rogen will get the job done. You know, uh, the animation in this film is also uh, very impressive to me. Uh, So I, I think this would be a good movie. Once again, that releases August 4th. Wow. And that's the last movie on the list. We do have some honorable mentions, though. Elemental. You know, this is a Pixar film. Kind of reminded me of Avatar The Last Airbender. You know, there's some... <laughs> they're living... Um, The characters are living in an area... With... Water, earth, and... Land residents. You know, it's called Element City. The city that they're living in. So... That may be good. I... I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen... The past... Several Pixar movies. Right, so... That's why this is an honorable mention, because how high is my drive to see this? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, Transformers, Rises of Beasts. So I will see this movie. My dad is a huge Transformers fan. Uh, He has been since he was a kid. So I will see this movie. I've seen every Transformers film. This is a sequel to Bumblebee that came out in 2018. That was good um this has no michael bay michael bay is i don't think he's attached to this movie at all the trailer looked very interesting it was like a gorilla transformer you know i don't really know what's going on i searched up the premise and it was you know it just said okay during the 1990s maximals predacons and terracons joined the existing battle on earth between autobots and decepticons I mean, that sounds interesting. Well, Michael Bay is actually a producer on this movie, but he's not directing like he did the other Transformers films. And speaking of the other Transformers films, you know, the reason why this is an honorable mention is because, you know, those films are not really good. The first one, first one is the best, probably, I'd say, in my opinion. After that, it goes downhill for me. <laughs> um, I just don't like the human characters in most of them. The, the, the dialogue is is um kind of redundant. I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to see this movie because I think they're trying to do something different. I mean, from what I read, from what I see, they're trying to do something different. So, you know, that's good. So I'll see it, but I'm not super excited for it. I mean, so we'll see. We'll see what that's on. And then Extraction 2. If you guys remember the first Extraction that came out, I think that came out like winter 2020 oh wow no that came out in april 2020 okay and that was with chris hemsworth and it was okay you know okay action film um so the second one is slated to release in june which also stars chris hemsworth so I'll watch. I'm a Chris Hemsworth film. I'll watch. The first one was straight, like I said. I don't really have any draw to it, really. You know, and I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was that memorable. But I, I'll watch this one. I'm not particularly excited for it. But yeah, and that concludes our first episode of the synopsis. Um, I would love feedback. Any. And all feedback is very much appreciated. I have my email listed, my Instagram listed um, on my podcast show site. So if you want to contact me, please utilize those features. I want to thank you all for listening. Next, we got a Guardians review up. So be on the lookout for that. Everyone have a great day. And thank you once again for listening to the synopsis.